Welcome to Our Tribe, the podcast that sits down with Jewish professionals and entrepreneurs to hear their stories, share their advice, and bear their Jewish souls. Now here's your host, Rabbi Tovia Kopstein. Welcome back to Our Tribe, the podcast. I am your host, Tuvia Kopstein. And in this episode, we get the we have the treat of meeting with Liran Hirschkorn. Liran is the founder and CEO of Incrementum Digital, which is an Amazon digital marketing agency that's doing a lot of big business. But what was surprising is that more than talking about how he got into the business and the ins and out of this business, Liran chose to direct the conversation into his own spiritual transformation, growing up modern Orthodox, not having any connection to all those actions, those the mitzvot, feeling like, why are we doing this? What does it mean? And eventually chucking it and then rediscovering the meaning and the depth in the Torah and in the keeping of the Torah through his study and discovery of Kabbalah and his amazing transformation and how that informs everything he's doing in his family life and his business life. I found it fascinating. I learned a lot from Liran, and I think he will also. But before we start this episode and enjoy it thoroughly, I must mention that it is the podcast fellowship that powers our tribe, the podcast. Podcast fellowship, you can find out about it at podcastfellowship.org. It is an international Jewish young adult outreach nonprofit that's helping Jewish young adults all over the world connect to their heritage by listening to Torah, Jewish ethics, medical ethics, business ethics, holidays, classes on all of these topics from their own location, discussing it with a local mentor no matter where they are in the world and earning a generous stipend thereby. That's Podcast Fellowship. Check it out if you haven't heard of it. Without further ado, Liran Hirschkorn with Our Tribe, the podcast. Okay, we are here with Liran Hirschkorn. How are you doing, Liran? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Okay, so Liran, first let's start out by telling our audience, what is it exactly that you do professionally? Uh, I'm the uh, founder, CEO of uh, a company called Incrementum Digital, and we are an agency. We help Amazon brands uh, basically sell more products on Amazon uh, by running their advertising on the platform, improving their their listings, their images, uh, really helping them uh, manage and scale their business on Amazon. Okay, very good. Okay, now we're going to get back to that, of course, as we always do. Let's hear your story. I heard you, you you hinted to me in the past when we were communicating that you had a very interesting story, your Jewish story, like how you came to where you are um, today. So let's let's get that. Let's tell us hear the whole tale all the way from all the important details. Sure. Um, yeah. So uh, first, uh, I was born. In, I was born in Israel. Um, um, I moved to the U.S. when I was six years old with my family. Um, my parents, my family, uh, is modern Orthodox. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, growing up when I got into probably high school, I would say I didn't really, uh, even though I went to yeshiva, um, I would say that probably around mm, 10th, 11th grade, uh, I, I wasn't really feeling, 
um, maybe a, uh, the strongest connection. Um, I think growing up, uh, sometimes in our culture, community, you know, you just get told like, look, this is what you need to do. But we don't necessarily always get the full meaning behind it. Um, you know, especially, uh, I think, sometimes in, in yeshiva, you know, you're, you're studying Talmud, but it's not always relatable necessarily to practical, everyday living. And so... Um, uh, in in so my 20s. Yeah, so in, in high school, towards the end of high school, you're saying you're doing what needs to be done. You're doing the motions and everything that, that you know, you come to pray in the morning, you're putting on tefillin, but you weren't feeling a connection. It wasn't meaningful to you. Correct. Um, and I would say, you know, um, also had, you know, friends with uh, various backgrounds. And I did start to, uh, let's say, uh, I did start to, to go off of, uh, let's say, exactly orthodox. For example, eating dairy food out, right? It's kind of like a, a thing sometimes that, that people do that uh, are not necessarily keeping everything. So eating dairy food out, um, et cetera, started, started to not necessarily keep everything. Um, I got married when I was uh, 21. And when I was 23, um, got divorced. Um, thankfully, today uh, I'm remarried for many years and uh, have uh, two kids with my with my wife. And um, you know, but uh, was young, got married. And when I was 23 and got divorced, this was and I got married. Got married. And my wife at the time was also, I would say, modern Orthodox. We kept generally most things. But when I was 23 and got divorced, this was kind of an opportunity for me to say, to start fresh and not have to be forced to do the things that I didn't really see meaning meaning in them. And I would say at that point, um, I completely didn't keep uh, anything anymore, um, except, you know, traditional holidays, maybe and going to family and, and things like that. But um, didn't did any kosher, didn't keep Shabbat, um, really didn't um, didn't see like the, the meaning behind it. Um, you with your, you're saying when you're with your family and family events, you did what they did and you were respectful, but, sure, of course, but yeah. on your own, on your own, there was no motivation to do anything. Yeah. And then I wasn't, I wasn't like, you know, hiding it. It's just, you know, right. um, when, um, when, um, so, so at that point it wasn't really, wasn't really, uh, you know, uh, keep keeping really anything. Um, and that's, uh, you know, you're going back now, uh, 20 years, basically I'm 42 years old. So almost, almost 20 years. So, um, but still, you know, I, I still say we have a, a connection. And so, um, you know, my daughter, when she was, uh, my daughter, I have a daughter that's nine. I have a son that's uh, a little over a year. And when my daughter, my nine-year-old was, um, we were time to send her to, you know, uh, preschool, et cetera. Still, you know, sent to Chabad, still want my kids to learn about Judaism and have, uh, have a connection. Um, and about five years ago, about four and a half, five years ago, moved to West Hampstead, where I live now. Uh, and again, when we were looking to buy a house, moving from Queens, we we're still looking to be in a Jewish neighborhood uh, because it's like important to have that connection. Um, and sent my daughter to Hank, you know, Orthodox, Orthodox school. Um, fast forward to the pandemic. So uh, several things happened during that pandemic that really uh, started to make a big impact and, and change for me. And, and so for those, just just for yeah. our listeners who may be hearing this five, 10 years in the future, 
We are in April of 2023 when we're recording this. Yes, okay. so April we're talking about pandemic. About three years ago, it started about almost exactly three yeah, years ago. Yeah, so, so you're talking about March 2020. And several things, several things happened around the same time that I really think came together. Um, and, and then I'll share something interesting with you as well, kind of um, some, some, some really interesting things that led up to it. But um, in, uh, in, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but, you know, I have my tefillin that my grandmother, Zichon Ali Bacha, gave me when I was 13. And the pandemic was a, was a tough time, right? You're kind of like the whole world is like suffering. Um, and and uh, I don't know why, for whatever reason, they took out my tefillin. And I didn't put on every day, but I put on tefillin here and there. And uh, have a friend. Uh, uh, I, I have many, many friends in in the Amazon space. Many of which are uh, um, uh, religious and spiritual. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine in in the Amazon space, and um, I sent her a picture uh, one day of just like my arm filling. You know, thought it would surprise her, like putting on filling. You know, I know I don't keep anything. So I <laughs> so I so I sent her that that picture. A few days later. Uh, she tags me in a uh, post on Facebook and um, the post is made by a woman whose husband who writes that her husband is in the hospital uh, 39 years old with Corona and he he's intubated and he can't do any mitzvot and he can't put on tefillin and she wants people to do mitzvot in his name. He was uh, very involved in, in the Chabad, a rabbi um, um, she herself, this woman is incredible, really strong, I think five children and, um, she's an Emmy award-winning composer of music. Um, is this somebody you can mention her name? Yes. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, uh, her, her name is, uh, I'm going to just confirm it. Sarah Dukes. Okay. okay. Her husband was Yudi Dukes. Um, and, uh, this woman was incredible. She's writing every day about how she's staying strong and it's in the hands of Hashem and, you know, she, uh, amazing, amazing story. And she was writing how she wants people to do mitzvot in, in her husband's name. Uh, and especially putting on tefillin every day for him in a sense, because she can't do it. And so my friend, I just told her, she knows, she knows her, my friend, Lisa, Lisa Abel. Uh, you might want to have her on the podcast too. Um, she okay. she tagged me in this post, and um, and uh, the like. Basically, it's like somebody putting on fill-in form. So I saw this post, and uh, I said, okay, I'm going to put on fill-in every day now for for the for this guy for Yudi. And so I started to put on fill-in every day, and Beautiful. every day I would post on her Facebook a picture of me with fill-in putting in putting in in his uh, on that same thread. Putting in, I got to talking to her, and and actually at one one point, Yudi from the hospital sent me a message. I still have voicemail message with a bracha for putting on tefillin and how much tzchut and and and, uh, and. If you don't mind for our audience, you want to translating when yeah, you're yeah, how, how much Hebrew. you get and how much you know sustenance and and what kind of blessings that that this can bring into your life, and I started and I started putting on tefillin every day and 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 posting a picture. At the same time, somehow, 
um, I started to, uh, so eventually, actually, eventually I was in an article, you can Google my name and go to news or Lubavitch. Eventually I was in an article called, you know, Rabbi Inspires Mitzvot. And I'm in this article, me and a few other people are mentioned in this article. Um, in any there event, were other people that were also inspired? Were there yeah. other people inspired by these posts that were There were other people that were also okay. doing mitzvot. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were doing mitzvot okay. in, in his, you know, honor. Uh, eventually uh-huh. he passed. Uh, long story. He was one of the longest COVID patients that, that there were. Really long and, and uh, you know, sad story. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, honored that I had the opportunity to uh, be part of doing mitzvot and that, uh, you know, he's part of having a longer-term transformation in, in this world. At the same time, I started, uh, I have a, a Facebook friend, David Guillaume, and uh, the reason why we're friends, we don't really know each other, but the reason why we're friends, we're both in the Amazon e-commerce space. Um, and one day I see he's on some podcast, and it's called The Weekly Energy Boost, and he's talking, and they're talking about Kabbalah. Well, it turns out he's also a Kabbalah teacher, I didn't even know. He's friends with me because of the e-commerce space, we like follow each other. Um, but he's also, he's also teaching Kabbalah and he's been teaching Kabbalah for like 20 years, maybe. And so there's a Kabbalah one course and I start to, and I said, you know, it's a pandemic. I'm home a lot. Um, I started watching, started getting like more meaning behind what I was doing, praying for the world. And I take a Kabbalah. In case there's, wait, leave around, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. In case there's anybody here that doesn't know what Kabbalah is, and, and I doubt it because Kabbalah is even more famous than Torah itself, but <laughs> but Kabbalah is the mystical teachings that get, that show the, the mystical meaning behind all of the Torah's commandments and teachings. So you're learning, so you're saying you started learning about this and then it's giving meaning to the observance of mitzvahs more and, and understanding the yes. connection. Yes, yeah, so I, I, started, I started learning Kabbalah. And uh, the, the, this is through the Kabbalah Center. And the way they teach Kabbalah, I would say, is that uh, in the beginning, it's a lot about, um, I'd say, a lot of mindset and spirituality. And um, I started to dive in and really started to see why we do what we do. And that really gave me a totally new view from a spiritual perspective. And I would say probably I've always been spiritual, um, but not necessarily religious. And this started to really give me a spiritual meaning of why we do what we do, right? You put on the tefillin, it connects to the heart. You're binding your left side, which is your desire to receive, which is our left. In Kabbalah, there's there's the right, it's sharing, it's receiving. There's a central column, which is balance. You start to see that these things have a lot more behind it than just you need to put on tefillin because it says in the Torah to put on tefillin, which is reason enough, but... but um, but I started to see, I started to see the meaning of I'm binding my left, I'm binding my desire to receive for the self alone and uh, really started to learn Kabbalah and the, the Kabbalah that they teach is mostly based on the Ari and then Rav Ashlag, uh, who was, you know, famous Kabbalist, uh, in Israel, like in the fifties, maybe sixties or so, uh, and the Ari obviously from, uh, four or 500 years ago, uh, who really, um, helped to uh, demystify the mysticism uh, and, and mm-hmm. decode the Zohar, which is written by Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, um, and uh, help to to explain uh, a, a lot of the Zohar. And so Kabbalah really taught me that we came to this world to transform. We have a we each have a personal tikkun that our soul needs to correct, and that um, 
we also have this factor called the opponent or Satan. And uh, Satan is really here to, is like an, is like a negative angel that's really here to challenge us so that we can be tested and overcome our uh, sort of negative side. And when you are able to overcome your, uh, let's say, reactive nature, your animalistic in- instinct, and when you overcome that and transform and you pause and you restrict, you, uh, that's, that's the way you, you connect with, with Hashem, with God, with the Creator. Um, and that's how you can connect to, in, in Kabbalah, is to, to the light, to the light of the Creator that flows through these various sfirot and world, worlds, upper worlds, and, and comes into this world. And the way that you connect with that light and receive blessings in your life is that when you restrict and overcome your reactive nature. And so there's a lot of mindset behind it because a lot of practical things, even in business, even this week I had a negotiation that went successfully well because I restricted and I, I followed these these principles. And so I, I, I saw it as tremendous help in business, actually. And um, and so I, I really started to understand, uh, you know, more in, in the Shabbat and the energy of the Shabbat of, of renewal for the whole week. Uh, and again, part of restriction and um, and that really we come to this world to to transform and to uh, what what Ravashlag says is to um, m- move from the desire to receive for oneself alone to the desire to receive for the sake of sharing. The Creator wants us to have everything, and um, when you receive, it's you receive because the Creator wants you to receive, and you receive because you want to share. Um, and really, really changed my mindset around, around life, around, around everything during the same time. And now back to a interesting story in 2019, um, prior to all of this, I went to see a psychic, okay. Um, uh, psychic that, uh, um, my sister had told me about my sister's, um, business partner, uh, was an acupuncturist. And this woman went to him as an acupuncture many years ago. And while he's, while he's needling her, she starts. This woman who's the psychic, psychic. this woman who's the psychic. Yeah. He doesn't okay. know anything. While he's needling her, she starts telling him stuff about his life, like mind blowing, like stuff is, you know, she's, he doesn't know her. She, he's a student at an acupuncture school and she went there. So anyway, I went to see her probably not. And she didn't, she didn't charge for that she advice. She was just kind of showing off her stuff. Show, yeah, yeah. Because it's coming to her while he's needling okay. her. Okay. I'm not a believer in this stuff ever. But I said, okay, I'm going, you know, this is, this is fun. One, I recorded that session and I didn't even remember this, but I recorded that session. I'm, I'm playing it back to myself in 2020 already after, after some of this. And she told, she told me many things there actually. Um, she told me that I uh, would have a baby. He's right now in heaven with the angels, learning all the wisdom. And I'll have a baby. My wife at the time were, we're now five failed cycles into trying to have our, our second child. And she told me I would have a baby. And she said to me at some point, she says to me on the, on the recording, and I didn't even remember it until I replayed it. She said to me, you have such a rich, you walk with the, with the mystics. You have such a rich tradition. If you want to study the Zohar, study the Zohar. Now, this woman, she's not, she's not Jewish, okay? She's Italian. She says, if you want to study the Zohar, study, I said, my response to her on the, on the, on the recording is, what are you talking about? I'm not even religious, you know. Now I didn't even remember this. I went back and played this sometime in in 2020, and I heard this. I was kind of like blown away. So anyway, small 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 tidbit. But turns out I did study wow. the Zohar, um, and my, 
Wait, yes. Liran, I just want to mention that and those who might not know, in general, I was in fact, it happens to be this week's Parsha at the end of the Parsha. Did you know this? In general, uh, we are discouraged. I don't even know if in general, I don't know if that's, that's the right word. Um, sorry. That the Torah discourages or forbids us to go seeking future yes. and seeking advice from impure sources, yes. which is like from the, it, 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 it agrees. The Torah, the Torah says there is a power uh, that's called kochasatuma, right? Of of latching on to spiritual impurity and and doing amazing, unbelievable, unnatural things, but that's not the way that the Torah wants us to go. It wants us to trust in Hashem and not try to look and predict the future and just do what you do, do what you got to do. And of course, you can deep delve deep, and you're supposed to delve deep and understand. But in, in general, we wouldn't go to a psychic to, to right. try to figure out what we should do in right. our lives. But this is before yes. you you knew that or you were even keeping that. Right. So. Exactly. Just to clarify. Yes. Um, so, um, um, so, so, anyway, yeah. So that's a little, a little tidbit. Um, she also told me I would have a baby. Well, I started studying Kabbalah, um, and we start. And, and actually, now we're going to May 2020. And at the same time, I'm also talking to a friend of mine, and I was into mindset and these things. And he tells me he's doing this digital detox, and he showed me this video of this guy on YouTube, something Kirby, I think the guy's name. He has this whole thing, millions of people following him about digital detox, about getting off devices. And so he's doing this thing. And I said, okay, I'm going to try to. And it was one Sunday and I tried to be my off my phone the whole day. It was very difficult. I, I didn't completely do it the whole day. And it comes the next week of Shavuot in 2020. And my wife and I are kind of like talking about this. And we said, well, digital detox is a good thing. What if we just keep Shavuot? Because it's a digital detox. It's the same, right? So we start keeping Shavuot in May 2020. And what you mean is, sorry, again, I have to translate just in case people don't know yes. the context that uh, that this is uh, the observance of the festivals. There are three festivals that the Torah itself talks about, and that's Passover and Shavuot and, and Sukkot, which is go go find out about it. But the idea is that uh, it's just like just like like Shabbat, just like Shabbos. It's a day that you're not doing work. You're not you're not doing any creative acts of work. You're taking off from work and you're taking off from other you know work like creative acts. Yes. So he's saying the the festival is coming up, and the Torah says we should refrain from creative acts on the festival. So here's an opportunity to practice digital. Exactly. Detox. So we started, so we started <laughs> keeping that. Got it. That was amazing. Okay, the first time probably ever in 20 years that my phone is like not in my hands in a 24 hour period, and put my phone in this office here. It was closed. Kept it, and my wife says to me, "You know, this is really." The only time in the week I have your full 100% attention because we're all distracted, right, with with technology and, and everything else. And from then on, we kept every single Shabbat to, to date. We kept every single Shabbat from then on. Now with now, I mean that comment of hers, that comment of hers was was moving to you, and you said, "Hey, you know, you got you got a point there." We should. The really comment was the comment was very today. moving, and at the same time, I was studying Kabbalah and the energy of Shabbat and 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 why we're really here in this world. And uh, I said, okay, let's do it. And I would say that I've seen, and I've been studying Kabbalah now for since. Um, uh, yesterday I had a, yesterday I was an expert witness in a uh, e-commerce case uh, suit that an attorney asked me to be an expert witness on. And uh, I did very well in the deposition. They, they, the other side was really trying to cross-examine me hard. And you know, here here next to me, I had uh, Shof team opened up with the Zohar. Um, 
and Baruch Hashem, it went well. So I've been studying Kabbalah, Kabbalah, uh, and and uh, really really understanding the meaning. And and I would say that I've had so many blessings in my life in in, in the last few years. I went through challenges and had so many blessings. So number one, as I mentioned I have a one year old son, uh, and really we were trying for five years to have a baby, a second child, and we did five or six. IVF cycles, very challenging for the woman, more not really for me, for the woman, but seeing my wife have to inject herself and drive at five o'clock in the morning to a lab every day and do all this. And and we suddenly said, okay, we're going to leave it up to Hashem and happen naturally, which is unbelievable. And in beginning of 2020, I had a very, very challenging, um, very, very challenging time in business. I had a business partner that I took on that was the wrong partner didn't know how I would get him out. I was suffering a lot of anxiety, a lot of panic uh, during this time. Somehow, I was able to get out of it, get him out of the business, negotiate with him, and the business like took off, uh, took off after it, tremendously well. Um, I started to give more to to, to charity. I started to really uh, connect, and, and I've seen a tremendous amount of blessings and good in my life, and. Everything that I rejected, you know, at a younger age, not really fully understanding the meaning behind it, I've come to really uh, appreciate the, the the meaning behind what we do by really studying the spiritual side of why why is it that we do, uh, how the world, again, according to, the, to, to Kabbalah, how the world got created right? Uh, which is basically there was a light and a vessel. And um, the vessel, in a sense, uh, before the world was created, didn't want to get this, let's say, to explain this free light anymore. Uh, imagine a teenager, and you've given him everything, and you've given him the car, and you've given him everything. And at one point, he says, you know what, Dad, I want to make it on my own. I want to earn my own stuff, take everything away, right? This is kind of the same thing with the vessel, which caused a tsum or a um, constriction. Curtain was put. Cur- you can say curtains were put to block the light. And today, in order to receive that light, we have to earn it, which is to overcome our selfish nature, to um, to transform, to not be reactive. And and these are a lot of the things that, that I've learned in Kabbalah that within uh within Judaism most all the things that we do have the outside sort of reason and then they have the the inner reason and it all connects it all connects to this and as I started to learn it started to see it in everything that we do everything that we do with Judaism from things like Passover where traditionally I was taught that you know we sit and we commemorate coming out of Egypt but the reality is the matzah itself right the matzah it's thin and that really represents um, the the bread represents the inflation of the bread is representing the inflation the ego and the matzah the thin matzah is there really to to have us sort of overcome overcome the ego and um, and restrict and that restriction the eighteen minutes the, the deep restriction over not letting it inflate is is really what the matzah is all about right to restrict in order to get freedom and. I mean, 
Explain the 18, uh, 18 minutes. Well, the, 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 the dough would rise, right, after a certain amount of time. So we have to make the matzah in less than 18 minutes so the dough doesn't rise. Basically, it's my understanding. From start, start to finish. To finish. And so, so, from, from time the flour and the water are mixed together. You yes, and so there's, there's a restriction yeah. there. And so the matzah is a restriction and represents our ego. And, and, to, and to really get freedom, we need to overcome and limit our, our ego. Um, and uh, another big concept that I learned throughout is to have, you know, we say faith a lot, but not faith. Um, I would say we say uh, in, it, we say Muna, but in, in Kabbalah, I was taught this concept of uh, certainty beyond logic that, that even though I don't fully understand, uh, maybe I'm in a tough situation, but have certainty beyond logic. Everything that happens, happens from the creator and is ultimately for our good, even though I may not be able to see it today. And so in business and in many situations, I'm, I, I come into negotiations like I already have everything. I don't need anything. I have certainty. This is going to this is going to turn out well. And I don't just sit there. You, you still need to put in the effort, right? The maximum effort. But what I've learned in business is put in the effort and let go. Okay, put in the effort, let go. Don't be tied the the outcome whatever happens in the outcome is meant to happen i'm not tied to a particular to a particular outcome and i had a negotiation this week i had a software company that reached that we work with that came to me and said to me um we're going to give you a better rate on our software we spent last year we spent almost a million dollars with this software company in my business so a lot of money you mean yes. subscribing to their software and yeah and they came to me and they said if you sign a two-year contract with us We'll give you a little bit of a better rate. And when I, and then, and when I, when I was about to write back to them an email, my initial instinct was to say, you know what? Don't renew the contract at all. Like if you don't want to give me your best rate, I'm already such, I'm already a great customer of yours. But I sat back and I paused and I spoke to the creator, which is something I've also learned through not just Kabbalah, but the books of the, uh, uh, Rabbi Arush with the Amuna Garden, um, and he has a book called uh, Fields of Forest, or uh, uh, it's about all about what's that? What is it in Hebrew? It's translated in English. Uh, English, but um, oh, yeah, uh, the forest fields or fields of forest. Look it up, Rabbi Arush, and it's all about Hitbodedut, which is which is uh, which is basically taking time alone and talking to the Creator, which is something I try to do throughout the day, all the time. And I sat back, I went. Uh, I didn't write the email, took a little break, sat in my chair and I said, okay, Hashem, how am I going to, what's the best way to deal with this? And that is restriction, not being reactive. And I ended up writing a different email. And I said, kind of like, I'm disappointed. And if this is the result, that's okay. But this may cause us to look at some other options and did it in a way to push them without getting angry in the email, etc. And they came back and they're giving me the rate. I'm, I'm giving them something a little bit also in it but I'm not signing a two-year contract and I'm getting the rate as a result. And I'm making it a win for them too. I came up with something and I, I made make it a win for them because you, you don't want to just be a taker. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and the same thing applies to my relationship. You know, I, uh, I also transformed my, my relationship um, with my wife, with, with your wife? Um, which was good, but it's even better because um, learned to really, first of all, uh, they, again, I'll give a lot of credit to David Guillaume. You should follow him on every single uh, every single social media channel that that he's on Instagram, 
Um, best book. G H I Y A M Gam, but look up David Gam, you'll find it. Oh, okay. Um, uh, basically, first of all, one of the things he said is that your spouse is here to break down your walls. So now, when my wife tells me something like, "You really need to do this," it's not a. It's like Hashem is talking. Okay, it's it's here to break down your walls. And one of the things he said is, um, "What your spouse think of, thinks of you, God thinks of you." Um, and that was like uh, a line, right? That's like, okay. This is coming from, he's coming yeah, from Jewish from sources, sources or he's yes. coming from general spirituality? Ju- spirituality and Jewish sources. Jewish sources. Jewish but sources. He, okay. he teaches Kabbalah as well. Yeah. So he teaches Kabbalah. Okay. So uh, really has helped me, um, has helped me uh, in my in relationship with my wife and, and, and in so many ways uh, and business and, and even, and, you know, another thing I, I really learned and, and again, through, through him is to not make decisions from a place of lack or from a place of fear. And I'll give you, I'll give you one small example of how that, that transforms things. We're working, working right now in my business with a consulting company that's helping us improve our sales process. And um, the, the guys, they just started this business. They've been in this space and they posted something on, on LinkedIn about how they've been doing this, etc. And I went and I commented how it's amazing to work with you. And I had this thought before I commented and, and probably that, if I comment, people will know I'm working with them. And now my competitors will go work with them, right? But, and normally I would not comment because of that. Why would I want to expose this secret weapon that we have that's helping us to everybody else? But Kabbalah has taught me and, and going through this process has taught me that don't make decisions from a place of lack. I have everything. My competitors go work with them, fine. And I commented and they really appreciated that. And that's making my relationship with them better because they got some messages. Oh, you're working with Incrementum Digital. Wow. Like, you know, and somebody messaged me that when I come to, oh, you're working with them. I've been talking to them too. Do you recommend them? Yes, I recommend them. I'm bringing them business. They appreciate that. They're going to, they're going to help us more, right? It's developing this relationship. And the whole thing would not have happened if I was making this decision from a place of lack, from a place of fear. And uh, this is with my, with my team, with, you know, in every single aspect, not to make decisions from a place of FOMO, from a place of lack, from a place of fear that you have to have trust and not just be selfish. Um, and this has really been a, a, a major, uh, a major transformation uh, for me uh, in my life. And, and again, all this I think is connected to the amazing wisdom that we have through, uh, you know, through Kabbalah and through, through Judaism. Um, and that, that really when we start to do these things, we receive tremendous blessings, um, you know, tremendous blessings in, uh, you know, in your life. Uh, and, and, um, you know, uh, I, I would say that it's, it's been a, a, a game changer for me from every single, from every single aspect in, um, in my life. And I, I'll say another concept of, of things that I never thought about, but, you know, David, David Gam would, uh, tells a story that he says somebody comes to him and says, not doing well in my business. And he says to them, how's your relationship with your spouse? <laughs> right? Like, wait a second. What are you talking about? This has nothing to do with that, right? But everything is connected. And I think, I think in, in the wisdom and, and in, in, in areas I've seen in Judaism too, right? Your sustenance is also connected to your Shalom Bayit, which is your 
peace in the peace in the home and having good relationship and and the energy of that and these things I never connected before you know uh maybe 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 I'm I said the wrong thing to my spouse and I'm reactive and like something's not going right but this business is a totally different category now my sustenance is also related to my relationship and tying all these things in and connecting has has made a major difference for me and uh I hope that uh those listening in will uh will take this in and realize that there's uh a lot of wisdom in what we do uh in uh in Judaism and and if you start to learn some of the spirituality behind it, um, whatever path that is for you, but there is great meaning in everything that we do and that, um, that every, everything I thought was a burden uh, in the past, which, you know, you may, you may look at Judaism and it's a burden. There's a lot that we have to do. And you can look at it that way or you can look at it. There's a lot that we get to do in order to, you know, receive, receive a lot more blessings in our life and to be able to make the, the lives of other people uh, in the world better and, and transform yourself and, and help other people uh, and help other people transform. And, you know, uh, I think when you approach life this way, uh, it's, it's so much better because you have, you have tools when a challenge hits, it's actually what's going to push you to the next level. You have to overcome this challenge before you get to the next level. And I really learned that in the darkest times, the light is the light there is hidden and you're being tested. And I had this, again, I had this very dark time in 2020. I thought I would have to shut down my business completely because I would not be able to get uh, out of this bad business relationship and did not know how I was going to have sustenance or uh, was a very stressful time. Of two kids, mortgage, Jewish schools, all these expenses, pandemic, the world is coming to an end. And, and I really believe that it's through connecting that, um, that I received help in, in, in overcoming this and that I was particularly challenged in order to come back and connect. And, and, and when you look at things this way, you, almost appreciate the challenges. And in fact, it's harder to be connected when everything is great. It's harder, right? Because everything is good. I, I, don't, need, I don't need to worry about praying and getting on my knees and, and, and asking Hashem for help. And so I try to, I try to almost maintain that, uh, I try to almost maintain that mentality in some sense of things are great, but I need, I need, I need Hashem. I need the creator. I need, I need that connection. And that's why, you know, the, 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 the Kabbalah Sidur prayer book is called the prayer of the poor, because really when you're praying, you shouldn't, you should, you should be coming from that place of, 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 I don't have anything in a sense. And, and one of the things I learned in Kabbalah is that really you need to live in two worlds at the same time. On the one hand, I have everything. And on the other hand, I have a desire for more. And it's okay. Hashem wants you to have everything. Everything. Everything that you want, the only reason you can think of it is because it's it's available for you. And you, you can have everything that you want. But at the same time, you also need to have the gratitude of, of I'm, I'm thankful for everything that I have. And, you, and 
it's taught me to really live in, I would say again, this like central column, which is a balance between, between Wait. these two sides. I'm sorry, you say it. On one hand, on one hand, you have to feel, I'm sorry, Leroy. On one hand, you have to feel the gratitude. At the field, you have everything. Is that because in order to have that, that constant gratitude mindset? You have to feel, you have to feel, feel like you have everything. everything because you have to appreciate what you have. Yes. And you have to be. And then on the other hand, you have to feel that you're lacking and you I wouldn't need, say lack. I wouldn't say lacking. I would say a desire for more. The more I receive, the more I can give. The more, the more, uh, the more I receive, the greater impact I can have. Uh, the better life I can get for my family. Again, if you want the Lamborghini, Hashem wants you to have a Lamborghini, right? It's okay. You can have everything. It's okay to be wealthy. It's okay to have to have riches. It's okay to desire more. But also with the mindset that it's not just all for for yourself, selfish. Yes, you can have the Lamborghini. You can have everything. But also you need to be thinking about giving and others. and And you need to be... In order to, re- you cannot receive more until you're happy with what you have. Because when you're in a state of mind of, I'm not happy, you're not in the right state of mind to, to, to appreciate what you already have and to, and to receive more. And so, again, Kabbalah has taught me that you, you know, you need to, you need to sort of be living in these two states at the, at the same time. You, what, what you appreciate appreciates, right? You appreciate your family, your family grows, your family is better. Mm-hmm. You appreciate sustenance, income, money that you have, money grows. You don't appreciate it, doesn't appreciate. But again, at the same time, and, and you have to have a desire. I think one of the only, uh, it, it says in, in Ashray, right? The prayer of Ashray, it says, yadecha, you open our, uh, He opens his hands, open our hands. And he gives us chai to yeah. every living, okay? Ratzon is the desire. Uh, and, and the only way we, the only real thing we can control is our desire. Because, because yes, a lot of things are, are predetermined. There's a lot of different, and, and it's not that you don't have free choice because there, all, there could be all these things that are available to you, but if you don't connect to it in the right way, you won't receive them, right? So you have free will, but the biggest thing you have control over is your is your desire, um, and interestingly enough, ratzon, desire, those same letters, also make up the word sinor, which is a pipeline, and so when you have the desire, the ratzon, you also have a, a, a direct pipeline uh, to to the creator and and to uh, and to receiving, um, and so this has been obviously uh, um, a major. Uh, you know, change in, in how I view things. Um, you know, I would say in the past, um, you know, I, I didn't think that uh, if you walked into a room and in my head and I, I judged you, that there was anything bad with that. Nobody knows. It's only thoughts in my head, right? But that any negativity... And that's what everybody that's in, everyone the world in the world is doing. doing. Yeah, Everybody and even uh, you know, I say to a friend something funny about the person; they don't know. It doesn't harm them. It's okay, you know. But all all the negativity you put on in into the world r- really ends up being more negativity in the world that that ultimately comes comes back to us, and that's changed. And you know, I learned that when you judge someone, the gates open up and say, "Oh, okay, he's judging." So let let's judge him too, uh, while we're at it. Uh, and mm-hmm. again, it's really. Uh, 
it's really ch- changed uh, the way I view at Lashon Hara, talking, talking bad about somebody, listening to gossip and, and talking about somebody. I would say that I very often will pause because something happens and I want to tell somebody about, right? Because we receive energy from that. We re- that is light that we receive, that, that we get, but it's the negative light. It's, an, it's light that goes to our negative side. And that's the opponent uh, really, that's overcoming the opponent. And, and today, uh, trying my best not to participate in receiving that kind of energy because we do get energy. When we're angry, how do we feel? We feel amazing, right? Like if I told that, if I told that software company, you don't want to give me the rate, well, I'm leaving, right? That would make me I feel good about that, right? I get energy from that, but it's the wrong kind of it's the wrong kind of energy, and it would have been bad for the relationship and not the way I would really ultimately get what 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 I want to get. That's good for business and it's good for them too, ultimately, because I'm keeping a longer term relationship with them. And and so there's a lot of power in the wisdom that we have that is thousands thousands of years old that comes ultimately from uh, Moshe receiving that that wisdom uh, at Sinai from from Hashem. And uh, etern- 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 say eternal, eternal wisdom, wisdom right? and, and every, uh, you know, I've been to Tony Robbins in the past and uh, all that wisdom, I think, comes ultimately stems from, from Moshe at Sinai, all the wisdom, all the mindset, the books, the secret and, and the law of attraction and all of this really stems from wisdom that we have that's, that's thousands of years old that... Um, you know that that uh, that I never really uh, that I never really realized, and uh, and has been a, a major uh, you know game changer for me uh, you know in in my life, and of course yes still have challenges, uh, and nobody's perfect uh, all the time, but the way I view those challenges today and the way the, my outlook and um, the the things that we do in in Judaism. Uh, have really, uh, I connect to much more and I have a lot more meaning in the things that I do. And now I understand why I do. And today I feel privileged and, and a gift to be able to do those things versus my 20-year-old self that said, why shouldn't I eat that? And what's the difference? What, Hashem doesn't love me anymore if I eat this or that? But today I understand that uh, split hooves and, and, uh, and chewing the cud is actually part of uh, three split hooves, two split, two things. And and chewing cut is another one. It's a three-column system. It all connects to, to Kabbalah and to that energy. And uh, and it's unbelievable to be to, to have that connection and wow. to better understand why we do what we do. Wow. Okay, Liran, this is amazing. First of all, once one last question. Uh, the normal procedure here on our tribe podcast is that we we talk about the business story and then we we like touch on the Judaism. But I'm so glad that we went in this direction with you because that's really the most important. You said everything important and that about the whole Jewish transformation, and you also showed us how it is affecting your family life, your business life, everything about you. And that's really that's amazing, and it's it's gold. And and, and I'll add one so thing. This is not to um, this is not to um, pop myself up, but I'll add that you know over the last few years I've also I've given more to Staka than I've ever before, but it's also with the understanding that the one area that you can test Hashem, that you can test the Creator, is with giving Staka, mm-hmm. and um, and that it, it'll come back to you uh, tenfold, and. Um, um, you know, hopefully you're, uh, you're inspired to, uh, you know, to, to, to give because the only way you get is when you create this circuitry 
of, 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 uh, of circuitry. If you, if you hoard everything to yourself, mm-hmm. you're stopping the circulation. It's like electricity, right? And there's the filament. And as soon as you move that filament down, the circuitry stops and the light goes dark. And, and it's the same thing with, with money. And if you want to receive more, you need to give more. And so that's, that's my, my final message on, uh, on charity. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Liran. We, we love it. And it's, this is going to be valuable to so many people. Uh, yeah. Feel free. If anyone uh, wants to reach out, I'm on, I'm on social media and um, um, you know, if anyone wants to reach out and talk or ask me anything, uh, you know, feel free. And if it's related to Amazon, or business, or uh, with some of what we spoke about here. Uh, these are some of my favorite topics to uh, to speak about. And um, um, yeah, really appreciate the opportunity to be able to to come on. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Liran. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat. Bye-bye. You've just listened to another great episode of Our Tribe, the podcast, brought to you by the Podcast Fellowship and hosted by Rabbi Tovia Kopstein. Tune in each week every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time to hear more great episodes of Our Tribe, the podcast. If you have any suggestions or questions, email us at ourtribe at podcastfellowship.org. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to help the tribe thrive.